perspective, knowledge, and some fun along the way. This is The Truth on WTMJ. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. I'm here to argue with you, Mr. News Guy. Are you you still there? Yeah. Still there. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump wrote on his Truth Social, I ain't coming. Words to that effect. Mm -hmm. We can't take him at that? I'm standing back from it. So you you would listen to... The RNC versus the person that's supposed to go that told you I ain't going. RNC's putting it on. So what does that matter? RNC's putting it on. So they will. I mean, if he so, if he shows up, so, he does. So management says Dr. Ken has a show on Sunday nights. Truth on TMJ from seven to nine. I call Evan. Say, hey, Evan, I'm not coming. But you say, hey. Management didn't tell me he's not coming, and his management show. Therefore, we're gonna wait. What if Evan tells me if he's coming or he ain't coming? Oh no 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 no! Evan's not management. Yeah, I'm not management. <laughs> oh come on, you're management. <laughs> what? <laughs> so if the let man, me dig myself so, into a hole here. So Let's keep words, going out. So no, no, you know I'm just teasing. <laughs> so you know the man because you're waiting on a on a legitimate source, right. which is yep. the RNC. So uh, the man tells you he's not coming, and you go, you know what? I don't believe you. I'm only going to listen to the person that you tell. What? <laughs> it's, it's the magic. It's the magic of this. It's the how pecker. how un, how unusual is this that we can have this? We can have a discussion about the former president right. coming to the city of Milwaukee, or maybe he's not coming to the city of Milwaukee. But I don't know. He might come, but he might not come. I well, he who, says he's not going to come. I, but I wonder who cares. Does anybody really care? But isn't that isn't that cool? Just for Why the is sense it cool? of for like, the, who cares. There's if he all comes, kinds of other places in the in the in the United States that we could be having a debate at, and we're having it in Milwaukee. It's only here because we're having the. Um, Isn't that cool though? I don't know. It just to no, me, it's just cool. I no. don't know. Last time the debate was here was because they were doing the the uh, DNC here. Mm-hmm. This time the debate is here because they're doing the RNC here. Mm-hmm. Notice the pattern. We're mm-hmm. a purple state. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. It just, I think I, personally, I think all states should be purple. But I, I know you can't. Right. You're 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 a news. But I mean, I, I, was, I was talking to um, Mordecai Lee's from UW Milwaukee, yep. and we were just talking about that before too. I had a phone call with him, and and um, it just just and he brought up a really good point about that. It's just like, well, you know, you you may how how neat is it that you know we can okay, that's just his you know how he's going to want to go about. Doing this, which is very unusual, it's 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 not bit, unusual. The, the it's his prerogative, is, right? It's his prerogative, but it's still it's it's the norm of a potential right. presidential candidate that right. you would show up to a debate, right? And he's not, right? And he's drawing attention from it from a Dr. Ken Harris. But that's the great thing about right, living in a democratic it, republic that right. people can. It's about time we start changing the rules. Isn't that isn't that amazing though? Things. I mean, you, exactly. I don't and, know and, if I call it amazing. Well, but isn't it just it is? Isn't it unusual and and at least to me, it just seems neat that we're having it. That it's all happening here in Milwaukee, or the potential for it. Like <laughs> it's all centered around us. I just I, to me, that's, that's cool. I wouldn't call it neat. 
Different. Would, Interesting. No, 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 hang on. I got my word. Refreshing. Refreshing. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I would call it. I, Thank I, you, sir. Yeah, I'll I'll take a sip of my beverage and ah, and that's refreshing. There you go. To sit back with a beverage and watch them go back and forth is refreshing. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the number. So you know we got the debate coming up, and you know that um, there there there's so many. Th- I got so much stuff to talk about tonight. Let me see. I got so much. So staying on the theme of the debate. So I'll I'll go through some of the things I'm going to talk about, and then we'll take a break. So you can. Does anybody really care about the debate? Like honestly, honestly. I mean, half the candidates literally won't be there in two months. Their money will dry up and they'll be gone. I haven't had one candidate jump out at me. And regardless of what anybody says when you mention race, and I'll talk about that later, but regardless of what you say, people look at things because of race. Those are one, that's one of the things that, that reconciles, that draws people to support, understand because of what they have in common and skin color is one of them. You may not agree with that because you you're so used to being around people that look like you just like me. But in the end, it does. I believe it matters because no one has spoken to the black community about anything of importance. It's all general. It's all all broken. So if you have a question for me, as to what I think the Republican Party should do in relation to the black community. <laughs> I was about to say, I dare you to call me. 855-616-1620 is Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. And don't get old. Get new by calling me. Because I want to know if you have any questions of what I think the Republicans need to be talking to the black community about. I'll be glad to answer them. Like, if you have any questions about, well, what should the Republican Party look at? What should they do? What should they say? Give me a call. I'm right here. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ, 855-616-1620. (laughs) hang on let me see what this is 262325 said how can the GOP reinforce the importance of traditional family structure within the black community especially addressing absent fathers for young black men and children well first of all we have to stop making the assumption that the issue with the black community is is the traditional family. I agree with the traditional family being something, right? I agree that the traditional family structure is important. The issue is, you said, within the black community. Issues with traditional black, I'm sorry, traditional families is a, is an all-over problem. Fathers are absent because there were things that occurred with um, AFDC. Anybody remember that? 
aid to families with dependent children. The problem was the father couldn't be there. If the father was there, they expect you to get a job and that's it, right? So what happens is many of the laws as it relates to welfare tracked what white male millionaires call congressmen, congresswomen, and U.S. senators created in the law. So it really reflected your views, your ideas, what you thought was right, what you call traditional. And I'm saying the euphemistic you as in white males. And so what happens is when something is different, oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's bad. It's, it's whatever, right? Not recognizing that there is a multitude of women who were single parents who have raised phenomenal kids. Point intended, me intended. That's how I was raised. So what happens is we tend to project what we think is wrong in a community that we're not in. And then we think we know. And then everything we do supports a broken premise. So the assumption you're making that it's because of traditional family and why the community is tearing down, I would beg you to go to Appalachia, West Virginia, Virginia, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi. There are a multitude of white families that are not traditional, that are run down, poverty stricken, drug infested, uh, crime ridden. But we never hear about them. And so when we start to change the law as it relates to how we help people, when we get out of this notion of pull yourself up by your bootstraps when I don't have bootstraps because I can't afford them, when we stop looking at other people, looking at ourselves, and then using ourselves as the barometer as if someone else is successful, we'll never win. We'll keep going around and around and around and around and around, and no one will deal with the essence of what the real problem is because no one wants to get involved. There's only two things you have to give, empathy and compassion. That's pretty much it. Empathy and compassion will drive you to do things that you might not normally do. You know, like be nice to people you don't know. And I'm, and I'm speaking both sides of the aisle as it relates to race. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male, female, doesn't matter. At some point, it's not the GOP's job to do that. It's the GOP's job to possibly assist, but the GOP wants everybody to fit their mold. So if you don't walk like a Republican, talk like a Republican, use buzzwords like a Republican, want to go knock on doors like a Republican, do all the stuff that they want you to do, they won't bring you into the fold anyway. They'll treat you like a pariah. I've watched it happen here in Wisconsin. I've watched the Republican Party do things in Wisconsin that are unconscionable. And then smile about it and act like they're fair and open. And they're not because they don't care. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Colin from Delafield said, Dr. Ken, how much do you really think the polls are real? I think the polls are real. Understanding and reading the data and looking at the um, statistics, which I which I actually do understand. Um, I, th- I think they're, they're, they're fair, they're honest, they're accurate. Um, I think what happens is there's only, if I remember, and I can't remember where it was from, it was from, was it Drexel? It was some small poll that 
said Trump was going to win. And everybody else said, no, he's not going to win. Hillary is in front. All this. Right. But when you look at the data that they that they checked as it relates to who they talked to, if you only talk to Democrats. Well, of course, they were going to all say Hillary was going to win. So I think if if you look at it from that perspective, I think polls are questionable. I want to know what the data set was. I want to know zip codes. I want to know uh, cities. And that'll tell me. I know that poll's going to end up like this. So when I hear a Marquette poll, and then I go, well, where did they, who did they talk to? And I'm using Marquette as an example. I'm not slamming Marquette. Um, they talked to the Wild Counties. Wild Counties five years ago and Wild Counties today, two completely different places. Wild Counties are purple now. They used to be red. I don't know if they'll ever be blue, but they're definitely purple. I feel like it's the left side pushing the narrative of Trump. I don't understand. I feel that way because he's the easiest to beat. I really think there's better candidates. I think it's a ploy because Biden can't beat anyone except Trump. True. That I agree with. I think they want, I think they want um, Trump in because they think they can beat him. I don't know if... Biden can beat the momentum that Trump has going right now. I don't know. It's almost scary. And I'm going to get to this now because John said, good question. I would say they opened up private schools to everyone. Other than that, please tell me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but they really didn't open up private schools to everyone. Um. But when we come back, I'll, I'll, I'll hit that one, and I've got one from 920. So we'll check those out when we come back. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Welcome back Welcome to The back. Truth on WTMJ. Truth on TMJ. Dr. Ken Harris, Denise D.T. Thomas is taking a well-deserved evening off. I think I was off the last couple, so now she's going to be off for maybe a couple, and then we'll be chilling out. Uh, Talking text line said, good question. I would say they opened up private schools to everyone. No, they really didn't because you had to pay for it, and then some of the school choice money was okay. But I think what they did, giving it, what, what, $64,999, opened it up, but we still have to have parents care about their kids. Kids have to still be treated with the same dignity and respect, regardless of race or gender. Like we still need kids to be able to have reading, writing and arithmetic and freaking sign their name in script. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oops. Uh, I almost went up. Um, 920210 said, Dr. Ken, what do you think? Of the Ben Carson opportunity zones under Trump. I like them. But they weren't the Ben Carson opportunity zones. But okay. You're going to tag him. I guess we tag politicians with stuff. And administrators. But yeah. I'm, I, th- I think they were great. I think um, it saved many cities. Like like a Detroit. Made tr- Detroit better than, than it, it actually was. And so I, I kind of like them. I, I thought that they... Um, went to areas where we necessarily didn't give money or many people in cities gave money to only certain people. 
opportunity zones opened it up so that the people that needed the money to start the businesses and to grow and to expand and real estate, all those things came to fruition under um, the opportunity zone. And then finally, 262-325 said, thanks for the great answer. Very enlightening. Yeah, it's 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 um, that that whole family structure. Thank thank you. Uh, the whole family structure piece comes down to how you view it. The, pro- the thing we have to stop doing is looking at other people and saying they don't have what I have, therefore something's wrong with them. You have to be open to understand how the structure works and how black people were literally set so far back, just like Native Americans were, except ma- Native Americans were made whole. Now, the way they were made whole W-H-O-L-E has some H-O-L-E-S's in them. Because we've now proven if you allow a person to go carte blanche or a group of people to have access to certain things, they can be detrimental. And that's anybody. You put me on welfare long enough, I'm going to get comfortable and I'm going to stay on it. I'm going to want more. You open up certain things to a reservation, certain lands, certain things, and and certain negative things come with it. That's everything in life. There's positive and there's negative. And so I think until black people have the opportunity to choose their own fate and do it in a just and legal way, I think we're going to kind of always be in trouble. And I do have a question about that, about America. So make sure you keep listening. Thank you. Those are great questions. If you want to keep sending them, 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, Talk and Text Line. And now from the WTMJ Breaking News Center, here is the, oh, I forgot to get permission that if I could call you a nickname. Okay. Okay. You can call me Dr. Kenny Poo Poo. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to call you Patrick Bubba Kane, but I thought you might have. See? I thought he was going to be mad about it, and he's like, oh, cool. Back to the truth on WTMJ. You're listening to the truth on TMJ, Dr. Ken Harris. So, Patrick, I was looking at the weather, and and so I've I've always thought about moving somewhere warm. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, I'm gonna like retire, retire, and move somewhere warm. Does Dr. Ken ever retire? No, California. Maybe Arizona, but definitely not California. Mm. So San Bernardino basically has a an evacuation order in place. Like, y'all got to get out. Like, we're expecting three inches per hour, and the storm is probably going to rock about maybe six or seven hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last time I checked in my high school math, elementary school multiplication, three times six is 18. Three times seven is 21. After three, I'm kind of like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Like three times one, I'm done with rain. Fair enough. They're evacuating. Palm Springs is under an emergency. Mm -hmm. All these places are like, they haven't seen anything like this in 84 years. And now the rain and the wind comes through and they're, you know, we're going to hunker down. We're going to be tough, even though it's going to hit the mountains and roll down. And that's where... Some of the issue is, but can you tell me about the, what, the 5.1 earthquake? Yeah, well, by the way, yeah, there's a 5.1 hurricane <laughs> or a earthquake that just came through. Not 5.1 magnitude earthquake. It came through Ventura County. Um, right now, 
ABC News is reporting there's no injuries. Right. Um, it's it's kind of it's, well, Mexico had one person die because yeah, of the storm. Right. Okay. Right, and and some of the what I've been listening to, Alex Stone is out there. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think he has a house in Los Angeles, and it sounded like to him it was like ho hum. I guess there was earthquake, but I mean it's like some of the people there have just kind of yeah. realized it. Like it's oh, it's just kind of a fact of life, and right. you just you, you feel right. it and whatever. But yeah, right now. Like you're saying, there's flash flood warning in Los Angeles and in, in that area. So as again, you're, you're mentioning, you know, it's they're evacuating people. According to ABC, they've canceled at least a thousand flights out of the area there. Um, and then, it, yeah, like I'm saying, it's at this point, it's just a double whammy, and that that's kind of the uh, the the extent of this. And again, what are you supposed to do? There's there is. There's if, nowhere if to go. There's nowhere to, and you can't leave. Yeah, you've you know? got roads closed. You've got you've got like it's just you know mudsliding and debris. And I mean, you could be driving, minding your own business. Something rolls down the side of a mountain, and you're done. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I'm 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 gonna stay here with the snow and the 94 <laughs> degrees yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Eight five five six one. Thank you, sir. We'll have news at the top of the hour. Correct. All right. Old National Bank talking text line is a five five six one six one six twenty. Colin, you're on the truth on TMJ. <laughs> hey, Doctor Ken, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, so I have kind of a in depth question for you. I'm, I'm kind of the statement here. Okay. So I, I've never been able to figure this out, and here here was my here was my thought. So just backing up a little bit. So I come from a family that, you know, resided in Fond du Lac, which was, you know, kind of a middle-class community, worked with their hands. You know, you got Merck Marine, Giddings and Lewis. I'm very familiar cetera, with it. Went to graduate school there yeah. and used to teach at Marion. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there, there you go. My my mom went to Marion. There you um, go. My, my dad actually taught at Marion. Okay. Um, so here was my thought. Like, growing up, my my family in general – kind of viewed, you know, Milwaukee and, and, you know, I'll just say it, you know, black community, like, oh no, they're, they just don't want anything more. They're lazy, blah, blah, blah. Okay. My parents got divorced and later on, you know, my, my mom dated a black guy and, you know, we were around 14th and Keith and, um, very familiar with the black community at that point. I mean, Sherman Park, et cetera, you, you know, and, what my kind of observation was the difference between like my uncle and what was going on there. Like my uncle could fix everything and people in Fond du Lac or, you know, these even trailer park communities call it, they were fixing cars. They were fixing their lawnmower. They, you know, keeping up their yard. I mean, they were doing it right. So when, when I was down there, I started realizing like that, that wasn't passed on. To others. Well, so did I mean, they ever have my, it? Well, that's what I mean. my question to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that like the starting point of like, hey, let's start teaching the, mm-hmm. these inner city communities like how to fix and fend for themselves? To, so to say, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's other economics in there, but oh, the there's major time, economics there have in to there. Be, uh, absolutely, but doesn't there have to be something mm-hmm. in there to like let let's start being able to fix and fend for ourselves. Cause just because you blew out a tire doesn't mean you need a new car. 
Well, I don't think that occurs in the black community. I think that's that's a stretch. But I think what 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 people have to understand is that if you do it like you're, what you're telling me is a perfect example of the opposite. When you set people up to be self-sufficient by giving them an opportunity to have access to the things that can make them self-sufficient, they will be. Many of them own their own homes. Many of them had generations of people who really never thought twice about doing something what they wanted to do. You're talking about an era where when a black man or woman tried to start a business, they couldn't. Everything that a white person could do 30 years ago, 40 years ago, in order to better themselves, it was significantly difficult for black people. There were so many laws, not necessarily laws, but procedures and 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 ordinances and things that just block the way for you to do it. But then whites were able to do it. I, I watched it here in Wisconsin about 20 years ago when they were trying to find people that were going to go into certain. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to call anybody out, but that wanted to go into certain. Um, what do you call it? Trades. And they set up all these things through all these colleges. Hey, just come to this college, sign up. We'll pay for it for free for you to work. And then you come work for us. But when black and Hispanic people went to sign up for it, oh, we only got about four more people. We only got four more seats left. And, and you know, it, it, it's closed. And then you went to it and it was all white people. Where they had blocked minorities who, who the program was actually for from actually getting in. That's a microcosm of what's been happening to us for over 400 years. And at some point, you see people in the black community like that because they get tired. They're tired of fighting and having to fight every single generation, every time for everything, food, clothes, shelter, job, everything. You get worn down. And so my question is, what can we do to revitalize? What are, what are you doing to help people revitalize? We keep talking about when we see people in need, we help. But it seems to me in Milwaukee, we only help people who look like us. And then everybody else kind of, you need to fend for yourself. Why, why aren't you doing it? They're doing it. Why aren't you? Because all the laws, all the procedures, all the insurance companies, all, all those things are set up to help you. When we show up, we get a list of, oh, you got to do all these things, many of the things we've never had access to anyway, so it's difficult to do it. And then when we want to start a business and we do get it going and we do create it, you know, you know what we're told? Oh, no, no, you got to sign up over there to become a minority business enterprise. That way we only have to give you like 8 or 9, maybe 10% of something, and then you don't get access to anything else. We get everything. You get tired of that. And then you start to disconnect from society. You start to take a step back and go, well, maybe I will go to an all black school because I don't have to deal with all this. Maybe I will build my own business for myself and my own community and skip everybody else. That's kind of why they created suburbs. Because they did not want to be a part of us. So I get it. But then at some point, you just kind of get tired. This is The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. 855-616-1620. So, 
I was looking on a talking text line. Somebody said, this dude is hurt that his mom went to a black dude after his dad. I don't think so. What we have to stop doing is transferring why we think somebody said or did something and just ask them, why'd you do that? Or when you ask somebody a question, is it this or that? Well, you've already made the assumption of what the answer is instead of actually hearing or listening. I don't think that's what that is. I think he, he made some observations about some things and he translated it through his lens. And so that's okay. I think we have to give people room to be who they are and, and not crush people when, when we disagree with them or, or we think they're wrong. And just because a group of people agrees doesn't make it right. It just means they disagree. Um, John from Waukesha said, not sure if it'll be televised with our cable. Because I was asking him, does, does he, does he uh, want to watch? Will, will he be watching the debate? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder will people actually watch the debate. And then Colin said, I appreciate the perspective. Thank, thank you. Um, I, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's important that conversations be had and that they're not, that we can literally disagree or agree and it's okay. I think many times we take too much time only supporting what we agree with and, and then rejecting everything we don't. And, and, and to be honest with you, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party both do the same thing. And I think it's ridiculous. I think it's utterly ridiculous. I'm going to be at the debate. I'm going to be in the media um, area and watching the debate live and making notes and taking notes and um, texting on Twitter on 1017 The Truth. Um, I think it's important that people understand what's going on in our democracy. Um, yeah, in the eight o'clock hour, I've got some topics. I want, I want to talk about this fire in Maui and how this guy who ended up being a knucklehead withheld water and talk about why the fires burn so long. And I want to talk about questions like, does one bad act actually erase a multitude of good? Can a person do one thing wrong and it erase every single thing they've done in their entire life because of one thing they did wrong? What comes of the debate now that Donald Trump? And so I'm, I was reading Fox 6 Digital where they quoted uh, Truth Social that basically said that Donald Trump wrote on there that he's not coming. And I know people are waiting to hear from the RNC, but I don't know. If the person tells me they're not coming, I don't know if I'm going to listen to another um, entity tell me, well, we're going to wait and see. Well, dude already said he's not coming. I don't know how you're going to help yourself. I don't know. In the 8 o'clock hour, I will also want to want to look at, at is, it, is it fair and equitable to let somebody compete in an event where on average they're just stronger? And like this, I want to talk about the transgender sports issue and kind of give some thought about how I feel about it. What, not necessarily how I feel, what I think about it. Because how you feel, eh. Mm. I don't know. 
And then finally, I'm going to ask a question that I think would probably upset people and probably make them burn the phone lines down is, <clears throat> is America going to hell? I mean, there's, we, we, got, we got some issues and we've had these issues since we set foot. What's, what's the old story? The old lie they talked about? The Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria? And then three ships didn't even come anywhere near mainland. They went down to, you know, Jamaica and Barbados. And, yeah, they uh, didn't quite discover America. They discovered an island south of America, which is kind of weird because the French, was it the French or the, no, the Spanish were here before us. And the Native Americans were already here. So I think it's pretty arrogant of Europeans to actually discover something that's already there. There's Evan. I discovered Evan. Evan. Like, really? <laughs> like, they, they were already there. So, we'll get into that. We're struggling on a few things, and I want to dive in and see um, what you think about it. Because I've got a few here that 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 may or may not jive. I think it's time for us to start teaching history in a way that is accurate. And if you don't feel good about it, too bad. But there are some things in history that occurred that we can't, quote unquote, whitewash. We can't push over. And if you let states like Florida and Arkansas do what they did by removing African-American history, you're telling us we're not important. You're telling us that it's okay to be Italian. It's okay to be Irish. It's okay to be Catholic. It's okay to be Jewish, but you can't be black. And I have a problem with that. We have a rich oral and technical and, you know, narrative that, that, that shows the things that we built. But yet, we have an issue with it being accurate. And I don't understand why we have an issue with it being accurate. Why would we have an issue with telling the actual honest-to-God truth? And I mean going back to Africa and telling these are the things that occurred these are the things that happened in Africa and the continent. And these are things because your argument of, well, black people sold black people is not a good argument when you took advantage of it and made money and made millions and billions of dollars. In some cases, like J.P. Morgan Chase, trillions of, do- of, of dollars based on loans for slaves and things of that nature. And they've since apologized for it. And we thank them for that. But, but, I think if we're going to scream and holler about accuracy and being honest, we really need to come clean about history. And I think when we do, I think we'll, we'll kind of understand each other. Like once I started learning about different cultures is when I really started to understand that white people are just like black people. They have the same troubles and issues and problems and everything. 
But there are some things taught in white European culture that aren't taught in black families and, and vice versa that are both positive and negative. If anything, we should be sharing those things, not trying to cut them off and say, follow what I say, follow, or else you're wrong. And I think we miss making this country the country it was supposed to be. So when we come back, is America actually going to hell? 855-616-1620. 